Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast. An exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, like Lara Marie like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope you cakes up. London with the beach, here we go so in. Come girl with a friend, you be both in. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. The only podcast that really matters when it comes to Vanderpump Rules. I'm here with a friend of the pod, fellow genius, artist, and pump head, Simon Haas. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to have you back on an episode. Oh my God, I'm thrilled to be back. Simon did uh, an episode recapping season two, or was it season one? It was the one where they fought in the at the Grove. That was season when, one. Yeah. And when Sheena and Erica got matching tattoos. Yes. <laughs> that was... I was so happy to be part of that one. I think that's one of my favorite episodes. It really, Azusa really spoke to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you found the tattoo parlor. I did. I looked it up. <laughs> you looked it up on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like in the it, dust bowl. It was. It was a converted house. <laughs> I think they were operating it out of the kitchen of that house. Uh, yeah. Iconic. I want to go. Yeah. Would you get a tattoo? Yeah, I'll get her tattoo. Get a hummingbird. I will. I feel like now more of the cast have, like, they have hummingbird tattoos. Really? Didn't Or someone else, I think, recently got a hummingbird tattoo, and I was like, oh, how Sheena of you. Ooh, I, yeah, it is. I, I just need- now only associate hummingbirds with Sheena and uh-huh. her mom. <laughs> <laughs> I need to investigate that. But 
I, I think I need one. Yeah, you definitely need one. <laughs> Would you get it like in, on your neck, like yeah. behind your ear? Yeah, I think I complained about that last time, but I do need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a neck tattoo, like for some reason they've come around and they they feel chic mm-hmm. and very of the moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that Sheena was such a trendsetter? I mean, she really is. She's killing it this season. I am obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. I, she, I have to pause it and like go back a million times when I watch her eat something or like anytime she moves her fingernails around. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. Like, I feel like she's performing for the camera, trying to look cute while she eats her drinks and it's completely backfiring. And I am like living for it. Yeah. She, every move Sheena makes is calculated. It is. <laughs> she's never not thinking like 12 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Bobby Fisher style. <laughs> <laughs> But I love seeing the wheels turning because she is like the most kind of on guard of all of the cast members, Mm -hmm. but she can't help her. Like she will never be able to not really look or kind of come across badly. Yeah. I mean, even, and I say badly in like the best way possible. Yeah, of course. I mean, she, she wants effortless and and that's not happening. No, effortless has never been. that's why I'm watching. (laughs) Sheena is a performance artist. Uh She's the Marina Abramovich of this (laughs) fucking show. (laughs) She needs to do the, like the artist is present Uh at Tom Tom. In like the back. I want to sit directly across from her while she's doing that fake orgasm. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. The artist is resident in like one of those really dark, shitty acting like studios uh-huh. off of Melrose. <laughs> that would be powerful. I'm waiting for one of them to do some sort of like public art moment. They really should. Like people would line up and pay so much money for that. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And you were in the show. Yeah. I freaked out. I made a, an appearance with a speaking line. Delicious. Oh, you did. Delicious. <laughs> you were you were incredible. Thank you. It's making me nervous to be doing this with you right now. My star power yeah. is overwhelming. <laughs> I know. Life has really changed for me since then. I felt much more of a pressure to like be glam mm-hmm. at all times and like really have like hair and makeup if I go out in public or if yeah. I'm on like social media. It gets harder. It does get harder. <laughs> I need to put that on my IMDb. That's actually been on my to-do list for a long time. You should. Yeah. I need a reel that would just be like me saying that. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) Which was in reference. I was told to say it in reference to one dish. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I didn't have to get that associated with me saying delicious about a dish that I did not actually think was delicious. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Is it the dish that Lisa cooked herself and showed the chef how to make? Yeah. Okay. And it, that I feel like everyone should, I mean, to each his and her own, mm-hmm. their own, but like, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my number one Tom Tom choice. I mean, I haven't eaten there yet, but I'm happy that I, it demystified for me because there was something at Sir says Lisa's chopped salad or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if it's actually hers. And now there's proof that she is creating those dishes. Yeah. I think if Lisa is marketed as being involved in any menu item, that's a sign that like 
you shouldn't go down that road. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> it's like, it's interesting because it's food that just tastes good to her uh-huh. and no one else. Yeah, exactly. And no one has like the balls to be like, we don't like this. Like, please, <laughs> like, let's not put it on the menu. So yeah. she just gets to put things on the menu that literally are menu items that like make no, <laughs> no food sense. <laughs> She's forcing that chef to put it on the specials list. Can you imagine being a chef, like going to culinary school and having like a background as a chef, getting hired at a restaurant only to have Lisa Vanderpump like tell you that you have to make like her gross potato salad? Oh my God. No, I would be so bummed. And that like the pride she has when she flicks her hair and is like, you can spice it up with, take it up a notch with some chili flakes. <laughs> it's like, those are in a pizza box. <laughs> That's not exciting. <laughs> That's like me in my kitchen, how I like spice things up every once in a while. I like put pink Himalayan salt on mm-hmm. something and feel like fucking Gwyneth. And <laughs> but would I go to a restaurant and tell them to do that? Never in a million years. <laughs> Oh my god! I like Lisa's thought that like a restaurant exists to serve her taste specifically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I'll she's doing something right. I've yeah. spent so much money at all of her establishments. Me too. I think that Sir and Pump are like my two most visited restaurants. Oh, definitely. If, I, if I'm physically going somewhere, it's one of those restaurants. Yeah, it used to be Pump for me, and then Tom Tom came around, and now nothing else matters except for Tom Tom. I can't believe I haven't tried it yet. Though. I know that this feels like a real missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you to Tom Tom mm-hmm. ASAP. I'll, I'm going this week. Okay, good. Um, let's get into this episode because it was actually okay. I'm saying this show is back. It's bounced back. It is. And I don't know what took people so long. I don't want to hold a grudge, but I do feel betrayed, but I'm just happy that we're like back in a good place. Me too. At least for the last like five episodes. I know I kind of like was skipping out on episodes and uh, I was mad at myself for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pump head. I am too. But I mean, it was, the season was really boring and draggy for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it made my job to like talk about it also suck because i was like i hate like what am i doing here Uh but today i really i'm back in love and i'm happy with this show and i have a lot to say (laughs) this episode gate like served every element that you need of a good episode of vanderpump rules i got a lot out of it i cried i laughed it was it was amazing um the opening song really set the tone it was like we're making moves, money moves, which is like that. That's like the first one of the first like notable songs of the season. Mm-hmm. Cause like the background music, I feel like has always been on point. And even when that starts to dip, then you know that mm-hmm. like we're not in a good place. They're not trying anymore. Mm-mm. Um, so they're still in this episode making them perform as waiters and waitresses yeah the, i mean that is the most stage that the the firing of I'm, i don't know if i'm skipping ahead but firing tom and his whole interaction there he's not the best actor oh yeah no <laughs> he is not the best actor and that scene was really bad it was bad he's like i don't want to give up my shift <laughs> i mean i have never seen i've been enough to know whether they work there or not and they don't yeah i they mean don't. a couple of them do yeah, I think every once in a while, maybe, but I feel like at this point in the game, like they are all called in to work on the same nights 
like so that they can shoot together mm-hmm. but like if you're sitting at a table maybe sheena comes and interacts with you once but mm-hmm. you have a different waiter that's like tending to your needs yeah exactly it begins to with sheena's like chili's protocol <laughs> <laughs> she's like corner corner uh-huh. oh <laughs> and she's like you have to say that when you work at chili's otherwise if you don't you'll get fired you'll get written up and i love like i need a documentary about all their past waiter and waitressing yes. careers Ugh. between hooters and chili's hooters and chili's i feel like we got a glimpse at Kristen's resume in season two once and where she listed as one of her like special like qualities was like advanced knowledge of beer and wine Uh (laughs) (laughs) and she had listed like she had worked at a bunch of other restaurants so like i would love like a e true hollywood story restaurant edition oh my god i would love that because i think tom sandoval worked at tgi fridays really that actually makes a lot of sense yeah like they all came up through like a chain restaurant kind of background olive garden yeah like who worked at Red Lobster, uh-huh. which totally tracks because like Lisa's restaurant model is like a TGI Fridays, it is. like in a, a like the TGI Fridays of Times Square yeah, exactly. is sir. <laughs> it really is. And Katie Maloney strikes again when she and Lisa have like um they have they make it seem like she's waiting on her and Ken. Uh-huh. That, I love this scene. <laughs> 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 and Lisa's like, why don't you do, like, let's make this a weekly thing, like uh-huh. girls' night. And then she's like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, which, I mean, Katie, come in, what did she just want to prove that she could do it once and still bring people in? Yeah. I guess that's it. She just wanted to prove that, like, she had the same star power as James. I mean, one night a week does not sound that bad. It's not that bad. You make a flyer. And then you show up. Yeah. She wouldn't even do it for twice a month. She, no. What did she say? Like, like I want to put a pin in it uh, and readdress it somewhere down the road. Yeah. Like, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <She's> not- <laughs> yeah. Like, what other projects are taking up a lot of your time? Like, you're yeah. filming this show and, like, you certainly haven't updated your blog yeah. in, like, months. And she'd probably make bank on that. I mean, I wonder if they do get a share of the bar or if it is just like a clout thing. I I mean, I feel like, well, I mean, if I were the business owner, I would give them a share. Yeah. Because they're drawing people in and it still looks like they work there. And I love Katie too. And she's like, I mean, look around. It's a Tuesday night at CERN. It seems to be doing fine. We're fine. It's like, we're, you know, this is not the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. They want it bumping. They want it bumping, packed with crowds, screaming and taking tons of photos. I mean, Katie just is really suffering from a case of like this bitch disease. Yeah, she is. But Lisa shows her that by handing her her dirty plate. Did you? I loved the, that. Was the amazing. Power move. <laughs> like, she's like, right, you can take this. You know, take this away now. And Katie's kind of like. Ugh. Like where I wasn't supposed to be like a waitress. I thought we were just going to pretend waitress. (laughs) I mean, I like, like I'm into the power struggle and the waiter waitress. If you actually give them like troll jobs to have to do. Uh (laughs) Cause her face at the end of that scene too was like, really? She wasn't happy. No. (laughs) 
James comes over this scene where James is at Sandoval and Ariana's mm. too. Like you could not even like write that scene in like a movie. It was perfect. It was a, it was chef's kiss level, <laughs> just like perfection. And also I, this was the first time I, I like re realized that they're still in that apartment. It's the same apartment. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh wait, there's one of those in wall air conditioning units. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, the door has spackle all around the edge. Yeah. The one that he keeps going in and out of. <laughs> Drew a lot of attention to it. Yeah, the door. There's like a lot of paint chipping off. Uh-huh. And like then, and I love like the air conditioner that's right next to the couch. So uh-huh. You like to have to just sit in front of like a loud unit. And it seems always like they're all very hot in mm-hmm. that apartment, which I imagine it to be like a microwave. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Ariana's sitting has, is like having to sit right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I would be sitting. Otherwise I'd be sweating like a pig. Uh-huh. <laughs> I all, and I think it's like, I wonder if other viewers have the experience of like forgetting that they live there and then being re-traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, <laughs> for me, it's like, I, I was like, oh, I have a nostalgia because I sometimes when I see them driving fancy cars and like the apartment on King's Road that they all have that I drive by like every day, basically. Mm-hmm is so much nicer the one that jacks lives in yeah and i'm just happy to see that it's like bringing me it's grounding me yeah i'm i've had a lot of like highs and lows when it comes to my feelings about like their career glow ups and like bank account glow ups Uh (laughs) but i feel like i'm landing in a place of like highs and happiness about the whole thing like i'm here to support as long as we can see the truth and like the darkness of what's going on. Mm. I support them having like all the money they need and want and living in the houses of their dreams, driving their dream cars Mm -hmm. and like, et cetera, et cetera. I I'm all for it. Yeah. James shits on Mexico, the Mexico trip. Uh (laughs) This is like what I tune into Vanderbilt rules Uh to watch James do is like, he's like, I'm sure Tom and Katie fought all the time. She's a fat married couple. And then it <laughs> flashes back with the editor troll. And he's like a drunk horsey Kristen horsing around. <laughs> yeah, horsey dozy Kristen. He goes, what? I don't need it. <laughs> he's the court jester uh-huh. of the show. He is. Bringing everyone down to the like level, like evening the playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think it works to have him, like, the tension between, like, him not getting his, like, DJ night anymore mm-hmm. and being X'd out of, like, social functions This is actually now serving its purpose. It definitely is. I mean, it's bring like, with Kristen being no longer, like, crazy Kristen, mm-hmm. I, I needed this, I needed him in this show to yeah. be in this for me. Someone has to pick up the slack. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he leaves. Oh, wait, no. Well, Ariana talks to him. She's like, he's like, what are you doing today? And she's like, I'm actually going to go get a drink with Kristen and go to Lala's thing. And he goes, oh, wow. Like pretending to be like happy for her. Mm. But then he explodes, leaves, and then comes back. Uh huh. And like after he slams the door, she's like, 
Oh, okay. Or I don't remember what she said. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, great, we're no longer friends anymore. Well, uh-huh. that's the end of me. Goodbye. And like, at least. As if he has some kind of like power play with that. They're, they have no skin in whatever game he's playing right yeah. now because they're just delivering a message that has nothing to do with them. No. <laughs> and I think that I have a feeling that James is not ever going to get his job back at see you next tuesday like he's fully done Mm -hmm. in that environment i don't think he's going to be off the show i pray that he's not off the show next season but like he like i think they're just trying to prepare him for like this is the first day of the rest of your life like you better figure it out yeah i mean i think lisa decidedly doesn't want to be an enabler anymore yeah she's now that's where she is i respect that decision yeah i kind of was like i didn't love how it how the axe came down on him and like having it be like due to katie because i feel like she played too much of a role and Mm -hmm. katie doesn't truly give a shit about james and his like well-being but lisa really does Mm -hmm. so to see her being like you are actively drinking and Mm -hmm. like i refuse to support that is like a baller move it is really good that's another reason though why katie's move of not wanting girls night is kind of fucked up because she did like insert herself so much oh completely james's reality and then like yeah it was truly just a fuck you Mm -hmm. like i can do this to fuck with your life ha ha Mm -hmm. move which is really evil when you think about it it is evil like who has the time and the energy to devote that much to just wedging the knife into another person yeah it's not for me no me neither i feel like you can do that way easier ways by just like talking shit about them Uh or like making fun of them (laughs) Uh and like not actually taking like food out of their mouths yeah Ugh. (laughs) like i cannot like katie has some moments like I'll skip like skipping ahead a little bit when she's like explaining Stasi's like big dilemma with her mm. like dark passenger where I'm like wow she is kind of like intuitive and like understands what's going on and mm. kind of is able to vocalize that in a way that makes her sound like smarter than she is mm-hmm. but then you realize like no she's not like why does she allow herself to like succumb to her own dark passenger which is just like be cruel to other people really cruel even like when she was discussing tom's penis size and like did it with her fingers i was like i would never do that on camera about somebody that i'm married to <laughs> Could you believe? are you kidding me and the, the shit that they say to each other yeah. and her just like sucking down a vodka cranberry <laughs> and then like being like i'm taking my ring off like it's just a no it's ridiculous yeah yeah I I can't I can't even like I used to really enjoy watching her and now I I'm like uh, she's mostly just bothering me. Yeah, it just doesn't like I like her and Tom fighting. Uh-huh. I like yeah. in just like a sick sad way, yeah. which is like that I don't necessarily feel good about for myself, yeah. but I do enjoy it. And like any time that there is a chance for like an editor troll of her, mm. I'm here for it. But she just is like not bringing anything to this show except terrible outfits oh my god her hat in this episode (laughs) her beret that was so it was like a wicker beret it was really (laughs) stiff (laughs) (laughs) 
James is definitely going to be fired from Sir for good. And I love when like they say, well, later in the episode, Tom's like, what would you do if like you got, if you like couldn't go back to Sir? And James is like, I have to get a whole new life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you actually like don't. I know he doesn't. <laughs> it's like he's still there. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. Like you're still on the show. Don't yeah. worry. And I, I mean, I hope he's not hinging everything on see you next Tuesday. It sounds like he is. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, dream bigger. Uh-huh. Like that. <laughs> You've been to see you next Tuesday no, or have I, you been? Oh, okay. Well, the dance floor that it like the, the DJ area happens in holds like 20 people uh-huh. comfortably. And like, he can draw way more of a crowd than that. Like yeah. he's DJing Hollywood nightclubs now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would rather go see him somewhere else where he can shine. Yeah, where his <laughs> talents can be really appreciated. Uh-huh. Like a mega club in Mexico. Uh-huh. I mean, he I think he DJed at someone's party at Coachella. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and Raquel are living their best lives, like flew into Coachella on a helicopter. Wow. So like That's good. See you next too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stassi is doing a photo shoot for her book, mm-hmm. which is out this week. Is it out this week? I need to make sh- doubly sure. I'm excited for it. It is out. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we can fully talk about it. We're going to really dive into Stassi's book in the bonus episode, just for all the listeners. So, I can't wait. but we see her photo shoot. This her photo shoot and everything that happens is very much tied in with her book release. And she, like, really was killing it at the photo shoot. She was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to use her affirmation. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. Yeah. In the mirror. I was was inspired by that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm kind of slowly becoming Team Stassi. Me too. Which is something I never thought I would say. But I admire her, like dedication to personal growth Mm -hmm. she really tries she's trying and i think her capabilities are limited given what her career is and like um etc etc but like she's evolving Mm -hmm. and she's doing it i mean take katie not wanting to do once a week and and then we have stassi who's doing a book and she has a podcast she's getting exercised Uh she's creating uh her own day her national holiday oh my god we (laughs) have to in her book she says that do you know how much that costs her to make her national holiday no costs her seventeen thousand dollars are you kidding me i think it you have to buy like you have to buy it. You Whoa. can't just like register something and have it. Oh I think it was God. either 16 grand or 17 grand. Damn. Either way, that's like a hefty fee. That is really hefty. I was wondering too when, when she was like, Lisa doesn't even have her own holiday. And I was like, well, what about World Dog Day? <laughs> but I don't think World Dog Day was ever purchased. <laughs> no. And, and I wondered like, what can you get out of like, when you buy a holiday i guess maybe you get the right to like trademark it Mm -hmm. and then you'll make money off of it down the line uh if anyone wants to like associate with your holiday they have to pay you they have to pay you i mean that sounds great yeah (laughs) but i was like that's a lot of money to throw at like a hashtag that's crazy that literally tons of people use yeah just for free she's dedicated she's a hustler Uh and like i feel like instead of being trolled by her hustle i'm inspired Uh to like up my hustle game yeah because we're not that different stassi and i (laughs) (laughs) if you really think about it which is scary but 
I'm just going to give in to it. Yeah, embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. I'd rather be a Stassi than a Katie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Katie and Bo show up to the photo shoot to help Stassi take the best picture possible by talking shit about Raquel and James's puppy shower, uh-huh. <laughs> which I'm conflicted about. Cause I feel like a puppy shower is something all these bitches would have done uh-huh. back in the day. Cute. I would almost do that for my dog. I mean, I would go to your puppy shower. <laughs> I would fully go to anyone's puppy shower. <laughs> I think it's really sweet. Yeah. I felt bad for Raquel getting turned down for all that. Yeah. Well, I expected like no one to show up, mm-hmm. but then tons of people showed up. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. It was a raging success <laughs> <laughs> as far as puppy showers go. <laughs> But I'm glad it was at least able to fuel Stassi. Definitely. And I love the flyer. For the puppies? Mm -hmm. I know. Come, sit, and stay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Those photos of James and Raquel. But he's like, these were so expensive, the flyers. (laughs) I printed them. I printed hundreds of them. Why did you print hundreds of them if you were going to have it at your apartment? Uh Like, this is a house party (laughs) in an apartment which like can't even hold this like capacity he's chasing the dragon of see you next tuesday yeah (laughs) it's very misplaced this energy i'm like babe focus on like something you can dj (laughs) which i think it's a missed opportunity that he didn't dj the puppy shower yeah that's true or at least have some sort of like playlist going Mm mm-hmm yeah, he really needs to get over this, like, see you next Tuesday bump in the road and on to bigger and better things. Definitely. Because it's holding him back, his attachments to it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oprah would say, feel how badly you want it and let yourself want it and recognize that, but then let it go. Wow. I love that advice. And I, yeah, I feel like James could really benefit. Uh, he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I want James to get so big and famous that he eventually has like an Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Oh my God, yeah. All right, he could have his own spinoff too. I would definitely watch. Oh. If it's just his DJ exploits. Yeah. I would be super into it. The road to him just like becoming like the next Diplo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ugh. I just imagine like <laughs> what like a sizzle reel would look like for that. <laughs> um, I love that Stassi... There's been no footage of her actually writing this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she wrote it? I think she wrote some of it, mm-hmm. but in the back of the book, she, cause I was like, I felt really trolled when the book was announced. Mm-hmm. Cause like as someone who's written books and like is working on another book project, I was just like, what the fuck? Like went down a true dark K hole spiral. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, my God, did she use a ghostwriter, blah, blah, blah. And then I immediately, like, poured over every inch of the book as soon as it arrived. Mm -hmm. And she thanks her, like, quote, unquote, Uh co-conspirator. And then in, like, the acknowledgement section. So then I looked up who that person is, and it's a ghostwriter. okay. And so I was like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. And some of the book feels like it uses a lot of terms that just feel like I don't think Stassi wrote this. Like it's so, it's so like using AF and like Mm -hmm. fricking so much that it's like trying to overcompensate Uh for like, and make it sound more Stassi. Uh Yeah. 
But then that meme, I was like, okay, I can like breathe easy. Good. And just like let her have this win. Yeah, she can take <laughs> it. And also we can learn from her again. Yeah. Uh, but just accept what you're not going to be good at and get somebody else to do it. Ask for help. Ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge takeaway. Because sometimes you can't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Another inspiring lesson from <laughs> Stassi Schroeder. <laughs> Um, Katie and Bo have a side conversation that felt really like awkwardly introed by Katie being like, what do you think? What's it like for you to date an author? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I was jarred by hearing author in relation to Stassi. Yeah. (laughs) I had like a small, like little animalistic involuntary shudder. (laughs) And also I'm like, Katie, why are you just like, the sidekick like uh-huh. why don't you do something uh-huh. <laughs> what's your job right now because you're really like overly involved in like stassi's endeavors uh-huh she is like take some space figure out what your passions are and then like go i would love to see her like with a passion of some sort yeah that doesn't just involve like taking people down uh-huh i think that's all she's doing yeah so do you think she was being mean when she said that to Bo? I don't think so. Like, I feel like she and Stassi genuinely have, like, they have, like, a female friendship that's strong, but Mm -hmm. probably, like, very codependent. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting to me that Stassi, I think, is pretty much younger than Katie. Really? Or, I mean, Katie's probably, uh, Kristen's, like, 36. Stassi's 30. I think Katie's, like, 34 or 35. Okay. Like, Stassi was the young, Mm. like, evil, mean girl when the show first started. And Katie has had, like, no personal growth over the course of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, No, zero. Like, she's the same person, just, like, a little less drunk. Yeah. And a little less Uh slut-shamey, but still, like, very evil. She is. She is the dark passenger. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, during the Oracle scene, I was like, can you quickly address, like, Katie uh-huh. right now and, like, do some sort of shamanistic thing to her? Yeah. I mean, she didn't let her in the door at first. <laughs> that <was> incredible. <laughs> Maybe that was a good sign. <laughs> She's like, before you come in, I just need you to stand outside. <laughs> You're going to need some extra work. <laughs> She had to like clear the space and then really understand that she was allowing like the darkest cloud of all Uh to just sit there and watch, which like if I was having shamanic surgery, I want no spectators. Uh Me neither. I I want just me and the shaman or the Mm -hmm. oracle and like, let's just fucking do this. Yeah. Yeah. Tear me open and rip that fucking dark cloud out of my soul. But the dark cloud came and sat across from her. And was like a little Mario cloud. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved Mario cloud. <laughs> Maybe the best scene of this whole episode was Brittany and Jax in therapy. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I'm like amazed when I see a therapist on TV. It just makes me question everything about the therapist yeah i i don't know what's going on there but i'm into watching it i'm really into watching it i feel like Lindsay rosenthal she like clearly needs the money Mm -hmm. she hates her life Mm -hmm. and is like who are these people yeah she's like nine months pregnant (laughs) in like the hottest time of the year with just uh, another tiny air conditioning unit (laughs) built into the wall (laughs) 
<laughs> like blowing right into the back of her patient's head, which is the least soothing thing I could imagine during like trying to work out my therapeutic issues. And she looks pretty miserable the entire time. Yeah. Because I think also this is like maybe the third time she's ever seen Jackson Brittany. Yeah. And potentially the last time she'll ever see them. Probably. And she, she was like, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes couples seek out couples therapy because of issues that need to be brought up. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. But I don't think they know that. No. <laughs> I don't know what Brittany thinks therapy is. Uh-huh. But I don't, and like, I don't think Jax has a real handle on what therapy is either. No, at least they're trying. At least they're trying. (laughs) He seems so shocked whenever something like remotely controversial gets like brought up to his attention. Yeah. Which is, I mean, his self-awareness is pretty lacking. I could like write an entire thesis like study on just this scene alone because uh-huh. <laughs> like Brittany thinks it starts with her being like the engagement party's happening and we have 20 family members flying out and this is just the perfect time to show them how great Jax and I are doing mm-hmm. and it's like bitch I hope so like you guys are getting married yeah this is not like they're coming out to just like visit and like have a meet and greet of the families and he needs to try hard because he has never shown good face in front of her family yeah but then she says her mother and grandmother love jacks and he can do no wrong in their eyes Mm -hmm. so that's terrifying because they just take his side and like basically britney has to shoulder the blame for everything bad jacks does Mm -hmm. and then her dad doesn't like him and doesn't trust him yeah which is like rightly so. Yeah, he's right. And we got a flashback to Don, Brittany's dad, and I just miss Don. I think he's really hot. Yeah, I love him. I love. Did you watch Jackson Brittany take Kentucky? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I loved so it. you know about uh-huh. Don. I love him. Yeah, I love his glasses and just like his vibe, mm-hmm. his t-shirts, and I. Oh my god, I loved that spinoff. Did you? I know it was brief. But I loved it. It was a flash in the pan. I think I have a lot of appreciation for it in retrospect. Mm -hmm. Because it did like paint a very clear picture of what's been simmering underneath Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes for so long. Mm -hmm. And... I still remember the christening of the gazebo and Jack's like storming (laughs) off, but like just a few feet away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To stew and really bring down the energy of Papa's beautiful moment. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) He like, also we just have never, we've gone this whole season being told like Jack's is a different person. There's been no like, real moments between Jax and Brittany. It's just been really like filler, like fluffiness. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like some sweet redemption to finally get a glimpse into like this circle of hell that is their relationship. Yeah. It's bad. He says that he's, he's like goes on a rant and says he's not one of those people that's just talking about how changed he is, Uh which is categorically false. Uh Then he says that cheating on Britney made her a stronger person. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) The therapist's face during that moment was just like... (laughs) She went to the sunken place. She did. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he was like blindsided by her saying she still has trust issues. Yeah, well, he's the, shocking. This is the first time I'm hearing about yeah, this. Yeah, well, none of us. It's not the, our first time hearing about that. Yeah, and also <laughs> like if that's the first time he's hearing about it, it's like a really probably bad sign for everyone. A hundred percent. Because she doesn't feel comfortable enough in their relationship to even like broach that subject without like a professional medical professional like yeah. in the same room. Mm-hmm. It does feel like this therapy session is just a venue for her to finally get to say something. Yeah. Which is sad. To say I one thing. No, I don't want that either. Because she has to be like, well, I do think you're doing good though. Uh-huh. And like pat his hand and kind of always walk back any mm-hmm. statement that she says. And it's just, I feel like we saw this with Katie and Tom a little bit too, mm-hmm. where a woman leans so hard into wanting a wedding mm-hmm. that it's like, I'll let everything else go at this point. Yeah. Cause that, the wedding and the party is all that really matters. And that doesn't work out well. And it's never worked out for, it's, I don't think for anyone. No, definitely not. Like no one gets married and then their problems are solved. Right. I mean, if anything, it just puts it in a pressure cooker. Yeah. Which we saw in Mexico. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You can see the therapist dying on the inside and like, <laughs> Just like a frozen face is like beads of sweat, like pour down her face from that little microwave office room. (laughs) I was like, why are you letting people see your name? (laughs) Like I would use a fake name. Uh (laughs) Who do you think is watching this show? And then they're like, they turn to their significant other and they're like, babe, we should go see Lindsay Rosenthal. Yeah, seriously. No way. No. I wonder if she gets business off that. That would be wild. I'm sure some like psychotic people uh-huh. have now been like, we got to go. Like yeah. she's really helping them. Uh-huh. But like what? Like I need people to scratch the surface of this like iceberg mm-hmm. that is Jackson Brittany a lot more. Yeah. I mean, she didn't try to get anything out of Jax really. You don't even, I don't think you even really have to try because uh-huh. if you put any pressure on it, it starts to just like totally crack. Yeah. So his face turns red. Yeah. He gets like that clenched uh-huh. jaw and like the rage just starts to like bubble up. Mm-hmm. Like when he started talking about the lost keys, mm-hmm. that was, ugh, I hated what he said. He's <laughs> like, I need to scream at, I need to like yell at somebody and Brittany's just in the way or something. She yeah. just happens to be in the way. I hated him for that. Yeah. <laughs> I hated him for this entire thing. Yeah. And then it's like back to square one. I just like, I'm like, how. Can Britney think that she's a stronger, like, person for putting up with all of this and just, like, shoving down her real feelings and moving forward mm-hmm. as though, like, everything's fine and great and we're, like, on the path to getting married and, like, all that bad stuff is behind us. Yeah, it's not. It's not, because even, like, I'm thinking back to now earlier this season when anyone pressed her about it, she came apart at the seams. Yeah, when she she had to leave uh, the apartment. What were they? Oh, they were making the girls' night flyer, right? Yeah, and she had so to- much work. Mm-hmm. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love, too, that it was, like, five people working on this night, uh-huh. and it was still just, like, too much work uh-huh. for Katie to commit. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they split up and each do one? <laughs> Every five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 
amazing. Let's just put a pin in this uh-huh. and we'll circle back uh, yeah. at a more appropriate time. <laughs> I love it. Katie, do you think you're in like the boardroom right now? <laughs> yeah. like, this isn't the fucking apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I this gives me high hopes for next season of Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And I pray that someone will just like some producer will have the guts to like lean in and put the pressure on Jackson and Brittany. Mm. Cause like they are going to get married. It's not like they're going to not get married yeah. and it's not like they're going to quit the show. If like someone tries to figure out or just like show honestly what their relationship dynamic yeah. is. Like none of them, like I don't think any of the Vanderpumpers are in a position to quit this show. No. Oh, they would never quit. Yeah. Like this is now they're making huge money. Yeah. So like, but I feel like someone has given them the perception that they have some sort of bargaining power in like how they're portrayed. Mm-hmm. And like that needs to be swiftly rescinded uh-huh. and someone needs to like give them back the appetizer plate. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen and Ariana go on a date and I really like loved this moment, Mm -hmm. but also cringed at this moment. I mean, it's cute that they're hanging out. Yeah. And I'm glad to see them putting their drama behind them. Me too. I mean, that it was intense drama. And I, I mean, also like that, that it's coming around at the time that Lala is having her, her dad freak out. I was like, wow, Ariana actually handled that so well. I don't think I realized that when I watched that. No, she then. didn't say anything but about it. Kristen went ham on her, and it, it, that was intense. I would never want to be in Ariana's position. No, <laughs> never. I cannot imagine what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Like, that is true hell. Yeah. And, like, just not... And now it kind of puts into context all her kind of guardedness uh-huh. throughout this series. Because... I don't know. I just have like a lot of respect for her. Yeah. I've come to really like her a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm here, I'm glad that she's opening up and like letting us in as mm-hmm. viewers. And it also, it really fleshes out just like her journey as a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carrie and I were watching and we were like, wow, she's, she's like way too level to be on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and even when she was drunk, she was so much fun. She's so fun. I wanted to hang out with her and like a sweet person. Uh-huh. And just like, I'm like putting myself in her shoes. Like if someone was to like poke me in the way Dodie was doing it, uh-huh. I would flip the fuck out. Yeah. I would like strangle her. Yeah, me too. There's no chance that I would be able to like hold back and not just like lose all of my shit. Mm-hmm. And she was just perfectly like contained, even keeled. Damn. She's great. And I think that it's like also, I love that she's actually letting this happen with Kristen because Kristen, I mean, I love her so much, but I feel like she's getting pushed further and further to the side with everybody. Yeah. And getting kind of forgotten. And Ariana's like making sure that she still feels a part of. Mm-hmm. And she went and counseled Lala. She's like, if you ever feel like you're seeing red, you should come talk to me first. Uh, that was in Mexico, but I'm I'm really appreciate like Ariana's doing more for them than than this therapist ever could. Or I mean, she's I love her right now. Yeah, and in like a really non judgmental way. Yeah, which is really interesting because like I'm definitely super judgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like obviously, I'm like a <laughs> podcast that's literally judging the shit out of all these people. <laughs> but like she 
is like and i would register her with like sometimes like no emotion or she just like doesn't care Mm -hmm. but really she's just kind of being like objective and giving people a lot of space to like say their truth Mm -hmm. and like she's not trying to pressure them either way about it yeah exactly yeah even when Kristen was like today's not actually the day and she's like (laughs) yeah "Yeah, it is is. and like (laughs) like, Kristen's like whoa I like remember that and Uh you're kind of cringing because she goes into like her total doty place where she's Uh like I mean I just like wanted to be with my fucking boyfriend you Uh know and and she's like yeah like I get it Oh my god. Kristen's internal meltdown. Kristen also kind of making being able to make fun of herself is a delight to see. It, it is. It shows a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. I feel proud of her. I feel proud of her. Like I feel like she's always gonna be like I'm happy I'm here for like Mariposa Kristen. Uh-huh. But I and I don't say this in a negative way really. I think it's like a essential part of like her personality and her passion mm-hmm. for life. Like is I, maybe we rename it. It's not like crazy Kristen. It's just like passionate Kristen yeah. who will never stop fighting for what she believes in. Yeah. And like that, I don't want that to like be shoved down no in service way. of like chill Kristen. No, me neither. I'm just happy for her that she's not like blowing things up and getting herself in too much trouble anymore. Yeah. Cause that's not good for her. No, she feels a lot. And if you go back to like past seasons, it's like Kristen was suffering from like mental health issues. She was. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad that she's just like out of that place. Oh my God. Me too. Like I'm, I'm here for her like getting drunk and like falling over a table mm-hmm. and then she like <laughs> chills out like the next time mm-hmm. and like learns from that mistake. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, could I watch another season of this? Yes. But like, I don't, I don't want that for her. No, she's too fragile. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then it really has like, there's a beautiful moment where Kristen admits that Tom and Ariana make more sense than her and Sandoval ever Mm. did. And it felt like a real closure moment. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time even picturing them together. I have a hard time picturing Tom and Kristen together. Yeah, like I can't remember it. Me neither. Unless I get some sort of like flashback or like watch past episodes. But that their energy just always had like a really grimy aura. Mm -hmm. Whenever they would enter a room, like the whole mood would shift. There was like, oh my God. Someone found Kristen's Vine account from 2013. Oh. I'll have to send it to you because it's still active. Like you can find it as like a URL oh online. And all of the uploads are from the season two, 2013, like filming era where it came out that she and Jax had slept together. Uh So it's like pre that. And she has like a couple vines that she uploaded with like Stassi and Katie. Uh And then suddenly they disappear from the vines and it's just like her and Sandoval. And they're all like, they, I think we're trying to make like comedy vines, 
but none of them are really that funny. Oh my God, it's tr- I, it is. I have to see this. It's a time capsule <laughs> to a much darker place, but a place that everyone should visit I if given the chance. There. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you. Like, I need remind me like immediately after we stop recording because God forbid she gets wind of this and takes it down. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really it's like the exact moment in history that you would want to see from the perspective of like. I'm just going to try and be chill on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone goes to Lala's showcase and I'd forgotten that this was like a thing that was going to happen. Yeah, me too. There wasn't much of a setup for it actually in this episode. Yeah. Like they had maybe talked about it in one scene, like four episodes ago. I, I loved actually back on Kristen walking into this place. I was like, wow, she walks into literally every room. Like she's, experiencing the reveal on trading spaces like <laughs> she's like walks in and looks at everything <laughs> and also she like walks hard into yeah. place like it's like she plows into places <laughs> and like really leads with her entire head and shoulders mm-hmm. in front of body <laughs> and like it's a really like unique doty walking style <laughs> It's either that or she just materializes out of nowhere. Yeah. Just like shocked, <laughs> but down for whatever comes her way. I love but She walks into Lala's thing like that. And then Lala makes that comment about the cameras that I thought was kind of annoying. She's like, I, you know, I'm just going to act like it's for my home home video collection. But actually producers are are watching in to because they're talking about a record label or or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like. There are literally, there's like a camera crew here filming you. Yeah. Like as you speak. Mm-hmm. And you're in LA and there's probably record labels here who could come see your show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is this like, are you live streaming this on like Facebook or YouTube? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm unclear on like how they're going to tune in. Uh-huh. But also, I love too that Randall like put this whole, like paid for her to have this showcase. Yeah. And then I love he's not there. He had to take the girls to the Bahamas, uh-huh. which is chic. It is very chic. I mean, I would probably, no, I would, I would be there to support. Yeah. I would want to be there to support as well. But he hasn't really been on camera on the show. That's true. I guess he just doesn't want that. Yeah. But I mean, I would be there off camera. Yeah. Just be like, <laughs> blur my face out. Yeah. Like you're not like, don't ever pan to me, but yeah. like, I'll be here. Maybe Randall tuned in mm. on one of the cameras. That's what it was. That's what it was. He it was, was the label. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to set this up, but I also want to tune in, uh-huh. but I don't want to be there. So I'll just like pay an extra grand to uh-huh. like have it all set up for me. <laughs> Cause like I watched this twice and I can't decide if Lala's performance was good or not. I I can't remember that there was actually music. Like when Sheena does it, I rem- I have the hook in my head of mm-hmm. good as gold. Like that's going to stick with me forever. I I wouldn't be able to sing for you what Lala just did. Yeah, I have no idea what the second song was. Yeah. The first one was about her dad. Yeah. Which she stripped during. I feel like she could have done that on the next one. I know that was a, a wild way to like <laughs> honor, uh-huh. but like you got to do you. Yeah, let her, she, she can do it. Um, I don't, I <laughs> she love, she looks great. She looks, her body's insane. Yeah. Her abs. They're nuts. They are truly, I was like, that goes on my vision board uh-huh, of like, really this jealous. is what I want. Yeah. She looked like a wealthy, beautiful housewife. She did. With the body of like the mistress that 
gets the Range Rover. Mm-hmm. It was a true, like, the whole look came together. It's pretty And the amazing. hair color was working. Yeah, I feel like her performance was good. I mean, I, the music itself isn't memorable, but she did a good job. And uh, yeah. I, she sold it to me. I couldn't tell if she's singing with, like, backing vocals mm-hmm. or if production like in the editing room they put like the song in the background mm-hmm. but it just sounded it wasn't like sheena's performance in no. season one where you like really feel like you're in it uh-huh. like i very much felt like i was tuning in on the youtube like watching from a separate location yeah. and the energy of the room seemed kind of weird yeah it's like a slow pan across the audience and everyone's crying yeah <laughs> ariana's clutching her brother like weeping <laughs> I appreciated. Um, yeah, she really. I I was here for the whole look. Uh-huh. I love Sheena styling her mm-hmm. in a blazer because Sheena's like so into blazers right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was brave of Lala to let Sheena style anything. Yeah, I love Sheena explaining it. She's like. And you don't even have to like button it up. You could just like leave it loose and then like maybe take it off and like it doesn't, you don't have to commit to it and like really explaining a blazer. Cause I think Sheena's like all red, like blazer working girl moment uh-huh. is the most powerful look Sheena's ever served yeah. on a confessional. <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going 
going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Jack says, okay, the whole cast is like having stomach issues. Mm-hmm. Because Jack's enters, and I think it's like a, from, Mexico. from Mexico. I had that once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a Montezuma's Revenge, oh, or yeah, it was, was it drinking the water or something? I ate a salad. No, I, I, I got a quesadilla that had, he thought I wanted lettuce in it, mm-hmm. and, and I got so sick oh for like God. two days. So Ugh. I felt for all of them. Yeah. I don't know how they were waiting tables, feeling like that. Waiting tables. <laughs> Lala had a fucking showcase. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to have a showcase if I was showcase. Oh my god. Lala's okay, Sheena like gives a concert. Lala gives a showcase. Uh And there's a very big difference between the two. Uh (laughs) Um Lala also says so she has like a real talk about alcohol with Stassi. And I'm loving, like, Lala's, like, alcohol journey. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, the realizations. The the fact that someone on the show would willingly admit to, like, having a problem with booze Mm -hmm. is a big leap forward. I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, a domino chain with them. Yeah. Because, I mean, James, maybe unwillingly, Mm -hmm. is now sober. But I was inspired by Lala. Yeah, I was really really inspired by her. Because she was like, I I got the feeling she was going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, and just like, I think she probably does have a short fuse Mm -hmm. in general. But when you add booze to the mix, like, 
and you're in that headspace. I mean, I feel like we've seen that with Katie. Mm -hmm. Like she's been the best example of like, just cannot keep her shit together. Yeah. When she has a cocktail in her system. No, I mean, there's, there's signs with all Estasi, her dark passenger moments. Yeah. I'm like, kind of classic, like, problem. (laughs) And when she also is like, (laughs) she's like, I mean, it's so crazy because like, I know that alcohol like makes me into like, gets me into a dark place, but like, here I am drinking again. Uh Like, isn't that fucking weird? And it's like, no, that's alcoholism. Yeah, and uh, also getting ulcers from alcohol is a problem. Uh, yeah. And, and, like, that they are all taking half shots. I was amazed that that's their solution. But mm-hmm. Lala's taking the bull by the horns and being, she's, like, doing it properly. Yeah, like a proactive approach mm-hmm. to, like, an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting because I th- feel like everyone has way more respect for Lala than they have for James. Yeah. And they want they now crave Lala's acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could be onto something about mm-hmm. the domino effect. But will the show exist if that happens? That's my question. Yeah. Like do they, <laughs> and that's been always a central question uh-huh. about this show's like longevity factor or even like it's entertainment factor Yeah, is like, is it this fun when people are all getting along or in like a healthy place? No, it's not. And it's, and alcohol plays a huge role in this show. Oh my God. Also right after she says that I, did she say I'm an alcoholic? She basically did. She basically did right after it flips to her confessional and she has one of those prop um, cocktails <laughs> next to her. I was like, take that off now. Yeah. <laughs> do a water, <laughs> a water with lemon. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I want to like collect. I was I was thinking of like trying to find the exact plastic cocktails that they have because mm-hmm. they they don't shake or move or anything. I mean, it's obviously a prop. I really, yeah, I want all of their prop cocktails. I know. I met. I know a a woman who works at some restaurants on Fairfax, and we were chatting last time I saw her, and she also is a mixologist, like on the side, but mm-hmm. does like cocktail books and stuff. And I was talking to her about my podcast and she's like, oh, I've styled cocktails for them before. So I think she's been on set before and styled like cocktails. You see them. That's amazing. With. Yeah. Because I think those are just like food coloring in glasses. Exactly. James's is like his is black. Yeah. Which is dark. Well, yeah. It's like a whole personality profile in a in a mixed drink. Mm -hmm. I love those. There's an artistry there. Uh Yeah. Wow, she's a talent. She's a true raw talent. <laughs> but yeah, and then I love to when Tom and Ariana were talking about and like just downloading on the day that they had together mm-hmm. or like the days that they had like Ariana's experience and stuff. And like, I just I really love them. Me too. He's he's they're good partners. They he's are. Really, he's like, I didn't even check in with you. Like, that's I love that. That's really sweet. And they love each other and like are best friends. They really do. I was sad when he he said like a couple, I don't know when, a couple episodes ago, like it would be a deal breaker if they don't have kids, but I really hope not because I think they're the most stable couple. Yeah. And I don't buy the kids Uh like storyline. I feel like that's more like forced upon them or like in lieu of a storyline, they Uh kind of always have to fall back on that. I hope so. Yeah. Cause I, and I, cause I feel like, don't you think they would have chatted about this 
before buying a house together. Yeah, probably. And I mean, you never know with these people on the show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's a huge chance that they could have <laughs> never talked about it. But I feel like, cause I think the way they handled Miami girl was very indicative of like their relationship. Yeah. Where it was like, we are not addressing this. And I got the sense that it very much happened, but it was mm-hmm. like, we're not like talking about this on camera and mm-hmm. I'm letting it go. And like, we'll deal with it privately. Yeah it's healthy yeah it's great to see such a stark contrast between super healthy and super unhealthy relationships on this show because mm-hmm. <laughs> this show is always a mirror to me and i strive to be like tom and ariana yeah i think that <laughs> they probably have the most ideal relationship out mm-hmm. of everyone and like it seems like like i was crying at this point when mm-hmm. i watched it the first time like i felt very touched and like moved by their emotional connection with Mm -hmm. each other and like knowing and remembering how it was in season two when Tom and Kristen were going through all that shit Mm -hmm. and like how he was hanging out with Ariana and they were like it, it all the puzzle pieces like clicked into place. Yeah. Yeah. We stand. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, also we didn't talk about when, Kristen has to go back to the apartment to pick Ariana up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like Tom was giving her the tour. tour uh huh. Of like I suede I put suede on the walls or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And like the backsplash mm-hmm. and like the dishwasher mm-hmm. and like registering them in that space together felt it felt like coming home. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily in a good way. It's cra- That's the moment where it clicked for me that it was the same apartment. Yeah. Which I had so fully put it out of my head. Uh, but I, I'm happy that the vibe is less like... I mean, that was a sad vibe. That Ikea coffee table uh-huh. scene? I'll never forget that. <laughs> that might be the thing that I like think about the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I have put... Like, I've made a point to put all furniture and anything I get together myself. And I think a lot of that is due to that very specific copy table scene uh-huh. in Vanderpump <laughs> Like, I have to be my own Dodie in that situation. Do. And, like, not depend on another person to do something for me. It taught me a lot. <laughs> It's beautiful to see how far he's come. I know. In the same space. In the same space with a backslash and a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I love Kristen being like, why are you putting money into something you don't own? Yeah, right? It's not that much money. No. I mean, they pay probably cumulatively like 900 bucks a month for that apartment. Yeah, it can't be very expensive. Mm-mm. That's why they were able to buy a house uh-huh. that looks nice as fuck. Uh-huh. Two mil. Two million dollars? Like 1.8. Wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty nuts. fucking that's a lot of money shit and now i respect them even more because like they they can scroll money away and stick in that place they they'll hold out to like get their goal yeah i'm all about them i know that's what i want to do i really like i watch this show with a Susie orman's voice in the back of my head uh-huh. <laughs> thinking who she would like and who she would take a lot of umbrage with. Mm-hmm. And I think she would have only positive things to say about Tom and Ariana. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, anyone that Susie would like, I like, I love Susie mm-hmm. young, dumb and broke. What is that book called? I read it in high school. 
She's she, a bit called Young, Dumb, and Broke. Yeah, something Does she like talk that. about her own or financial broke, journey? Beautiful and something. I don't remember what it was. I got to get into that. It was. It's so good. It taught me how to use credit cards when I was 18. That's so... I really could have used any sort of guidance <laughs> in that perspective. <laughs> I just discovered her book, Women and Money, which she re-released after, like, Me Too started up. Uh-huh. And, like, she came out of retirement to, like, start speaking to women about their, like, financials. Wow, that's uh, cool. Like, as a reaction to, like, the Me Too movement, which is really admirable. Yeah, and that's like awesome. I've learned so much... Like, she is my guru at Mm -hmm. this point. I'm glad we have a financial advisor in common. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of Ariana and Tom's beautiful moment, Ariana goes, let's have a shot for my dad. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, whoa, I didn't see this going to that place. Me neither. But, like, I'll try and leave my judgments at the door Mm -hmm. and like you guys do what you need to do. They can bet Lala strips for her dad and Ariana (laughs) has a shot for her dad. (laughs) How do you honor your parents? (laughs) (laughs) Raquel's mom and dad or no, her, not her dad. Oh my God. Raquel's mom and her sister are are at the puppy shower Mm -hmm. and I'm really into like her mom's look that's completely changed from when we first saw her. Yeah. And honestly, the sister's look kind of did too. I don't know if I registered the sister. The sister was in a flashback or was in a, an old episode when James and Lala, I think were like first dating. They went to go visit and like have a family dinner. Mm-hmm. And the sister had a little bit more of like a rockabilly, like, suicide girls Uh vibe (laughs) but i feel like she and the mom both got perms and now here they are at the puppy party (laughs) (laughs) also i noticed about her mom though that i i was like wow she and saucy's mom are both flirting with their children's significant others yeah what is that i don't know oh that is so weird it is and actually maybe britney Britney's mom is almost like that because she'll forgive Jack's anything. Yeah. They all kind of like deny their daughter's realities. They do. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me uncomfortable to have like the mom narrative of even her flirting with Peter, Mm -hmm. which I think all of that, I get the sense that it's harmless fun, but like I would be really thrown off guard if my yeah. mom did that mm-hmm. which she would just never do yeah, like I so <laughs> i guess maybe it's like depends on the kind of mom that you grew up with uh-huh. and i'm trying to think like what kind of mom would i be like would i be like flirty and salacious <laughs> i don't know i can't say i hope not i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but like you throw like a peter at me when i'm like you know 55 uh-huh. 60 then maybe you would. Maybe I'm like, yeah. I'm going to shoot my shot uh-huh. while the game is still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mom is like the darkest mom to you? Oh, I, I kind of think Brittany's mom. I yeah. mean, I think Stassi's mom is just awful. But yeah. She's awful enough that you can see that and detach. I think Brittany's mom has more of like an insidious kind of darkness where it's 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 quiet and britney doesn't realize that that's happening to her Mm -hmm. you know like it's a bit 
it's the stage mom yeah that's and, manipulated you for most of your life mm-hmm. and pushed you like towards a situation mm-hmm. like helping you choose situations that are really bad for you mm-hmm. is it's it's really bad and and i mean stassi's mom is clearly jealous of her or like resents her um but again, like it, it comes out so much while she's interacting with her that Stassi has gotten wise and she's like, I think just doesn't take it anymore. Yeah. Whereas Brittany may never do that. No, I don't think so. I think yeah. Brittany cares a lot about what her mom and even her grandma, her mama thinks mm-hmm. of her relationship and her life. And then to see it's like multi-generational because I'm sure like... I mean, that kind of attitude towards men in relationship just gets passed down and passed down over time. Mm-hmm. To see it being like suspiriad onto Britney <laughs> uh-huh. is shocking. Yeah. And it I is. love Sherry's facelift. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Her lipstick choice is also like, I love them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I live for them. She singularly brought back the frosted lip. <laughs> like you, if you see that in the pages of a fashion magazine, just know that you may thank Sherry Cartwright directly for the resuscitation of that trend. It's wild. <laughs> She's a fully a new face, uh-huh. <laughs> which I like. I respect that. Yeah, I'm into it. Like her glam is on point. But she is like the queen, the mistress of darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stasi talks a lot in her book too, like about her relationship with her dad, mm-hmm. which seems to be like really strong. Like he seems to kind of be the one that took her around to do things, like how she discovered passions in life. And that was something that I was very at once jealous of, but also it was like, oh, that makes like sense given mm-hmm. like her, what seems like a, strained relationship with her mom yeah it's good she had somebody yeah and i but then i'm like what like how it i guess maybe i don't know how it informs like her choice in men because Mm -hmm. that has like historically been so terrible Mm -hmm. but she doesn't really get into that yeah that's actually hard to to untangle Mm mm-hmm I wanted to, I wanted to have a theory and I don't have one. Yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> Just have to fill in the blanks like creatively. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Raquel was an artist? Oh, her dog painting. It made me want to cry. I mean, of like happiness? No, just like everything about <laughs> it's sort of like a Britney Spears kind of thing where I'm like I love I like I feel for her and I'm like, "Oh, yeah it was sweet it was a good painting it was a good painting she did it well it looked like it reminded me of like coloring books it did like a it looked like a precious moments drawing completely did which took me back to like my own childhood and like but raquel is living like in a eight-year-old existence i know and and she's like she's so earnest that i really love her but but it's i'm always i'm always just like amazed by how little she's registering yeah and it's sad (laughs) she does wear now (laughs) yeah it's a there is a sadness like when she's like graham is so happy that you all came to this party Mm -hmm. and then ariana and the confessional is like sometimes when people talk about how their pets feel they're Uh just talking about them and i was like holy fuck that is true it's very true but like raquel just had this party to like try and have friends yeah she's lonely she uh, 
lives in a lonely existence. It, it's, I mean, it's really shocking to me. And she, I don't know if she, again, she's like not registering it. Mm-hmm. And I, did you see when Sheena was pinning the tail on the, on the puppy mm-hmm. and, uh, Raquel handed her a glass of rosé that she had to shoot. Right. And then, uh, and then Sheena put the glasses on or her blindfold on and then tried to hand the glass back to her, back to Raquel. <laughs> and Raquel like didn't even notice it. And so she had to hold the wine glass while she was pinning the tail on. Ugh. And I was like, that's kind of Raquel's whole existence. Like that she is really well. But then it kind of like ends there. Yeah. She's just like, she's at once like living in the moment, but her moment is not the same moment that everyone else is living in. (laughs) (laughs) She's in like a different dimension. Uh (laughs) Because she's an alien. Yeah. You can see it in her eyes. (laughs) They're like deep. (laughs) There's a lot of blackness behind her eyes yeah <laughs> she's had some edginess as of late because she does wear a necklace now that says bambi on it uh-huh. so she's like trying to reappropriate the like bambi-eyed bitch comment uh-huh. so i'm like does raquel know what's happening i don't know. like it's really hard to say i can't tell we need to do like some testing on her. Uh huh. I'm. I'm. St- I'm just. I'm going to be endlessly fascinated by her. Yeah. I would. I hope for more. Mm-hmm. And she keeps trying. That's the thing. I, the if she came to me and asked me to come to that puppy party, I would. I wouldn't be able to say no to her. I was kind of amazed that that people were able to like shut her down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was amazed that she would materialize out of thin air. (laughs) She literally came out of nowhere and then appears with a flyer inviting you to like come to the other side. I would go just waiting in the fucking car. Yeah. What was he doing? Just jamming out to his own tunes (laughs) parked in like a red zone. I I would go to the puppy shower just to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's like my personality. Like I'm down for like whatever the adventure mm-hmm. may hold. And it could be good material down the road. It, it could. <gasps> uh, I want to buy. I wonder if she would sell. Oh, my God. I hope she sells her art. I want that. I want to buy that puppy. I want to buy that like puppy. I think she needs to do like some merch mm-hmm. or like Graham merch or some original design. She should. Because I'm also fascinated by, like, Raquel's artistic abilities. Mm-hmm. She could be the new Lisa Frank. I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah. It would give her something to do while she's just, like, locked away in that apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> playing, spending quality time with Graham. I'm glad she has that dog, though. Yeah. It gives she her needs, something to focus she on. She needs somebody. Yeah. Because James is not there for anyone else. No. And I don't think, like, I just can't picture their relationship as like being sexual. Like, I don't know what I feel like I know kind of what Raquel gets out of the relationship or thinks she gets out of the relationship, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what James is getting other than maybe like a beard or like, I don't know. I think that she's easy for him to control basically because that he's controlling and he, he, you know, he needs to be doted on all the time and she's there for that. But that's what makes me sad. It's like he's kind of taking advantage of her, yeah, her sweetness. And like she's, it's like having, it's like a mommy mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That then he, but he can put the reins on her and it's not mommy who's going to get like drunk and be like a nightmare mommy. It's like Raquel who will like take care of you at all times, but you tell mommy what to exactly. do. Exactly. Oh my God. It's all coming together. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Ugh. And that ties back to the, you're, like her saying you're his mother figure to Lisa. Yeah. And Lisa's saying, no, you're his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I've totally blacked out the like, James's mom of it all when thinking about who the darkest mother was but yes. I think she is she's the darkest she's the darkest 100% but like that go can go without even being said because uh-huh. it's in a whole other realm mm-hmm. but yeah her and Sherry and Dana are all like competing they're all bad they're all bad <laughs> we have not gotten to see any other real like mom's on the show like i mean katie's mom is around but Mm -hmm. we never really get a sense of her vibe do you think that lisa is a proxy mom for all of them they were all searching for a mother figure i think so that might be why they were drawn in i think that she gives them some sort of attention or encouragement that they haven't gotten in their lives that's amazing and they crave it Mm -hmm. but then she can also control them yeah that's her power Mm -hmm. wow because Stasi says also in the book that like Lisa from day one has always encouraged them like to find their passions and like run with it, mm-hmm. which is something that I guess I never thought about when like thinking about that, what their relationship with her looks like. Yeah. But then that totally tracks. It does. It's all like broken birds from broken homes uh-huh. found a new mother. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Wow. We've uncovered a lot about yeah. their psychology. <laughs> uh, back at Sir, everyone's pretending to work again. <laughs> <laughs> like Ariana, like shaking the thing and being like, I hate having to work when I'm hungover. Uh-huh. I was like, not even you can sell this lie. <laughs> like when, like praying that next season they like give it up Uh and like allow them to all have like some sort of graduation ceremony Uh and then we like really just understand that they no longer have to be waiters or waitresses um lala reveals she's never having a drink again to sheena Mm -hmm. which is a twist to see sheena being the one to like take on that admission yeah given her like history with shay and like her lack of understanding about like addiction i wonder why she chose sheena she was like the closest person (laughs) nearby (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) they both were like camera ready Uh in that moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean sheena's just like kind of nodding along Mm -hmm. supportive of anything really that's good it's uh, yeah she needs to make up for her support of shay because that was not good yeah also like just rewind to her talking about having never had an orgasm with any of them she constantly goes back and digs on everybody she's been with yeah yeah i don't like that she always is like throwing them under the bus Mm -hmm. but it's like I think it's a way to take her power back from situations where like men have, or she's allowed men to have too much power Mm -hmm. over her life. That's true. And it's like the only way that she can. Mm -hmm. But then when you realize like, she's just never had an orgasm Uh and like, doesn't even masturbate. Uh She said, no, she (gasps) said on her podcast, like she doesn't masturbate. No way. And like, I think that might have changed recently, but like up until a certain point, it was like she was living like an orgasmless existence. Wow, that is bonkers. 
but yet projecting so much sex and sexuality yeah. out into the world. Whoa. It's like performative sexuality. Mm-hmm. Was her first orgasm with the, what's his name? The new guy. Rob or my, Adam. Adam. I think she said it was. But I wouldn't then, be surprised. He's pretty hot. He's hot, but yeah. I've also heard that he's closeted. No, really? And that like this whole relationship with Sheena is just a beard to like cover that up. Yeah. Wow. Which is fascinating to me that a show that takes place in West Hollywood uh-huh. and celebrates pride so explicitly every year has multiple closeted people like on this cast or kind of yeah. like any sort of like homosexual activity is alluded to, but in a bit of a shameful way and like brushed under the rug. Yeah, it really is. And becomes like a punchline uh-huh. for a joke about whatever character. It's true. Like when you think back to like Jax and John from Miami. Yeah. Oh, that was nuts. Yeah. The guy you modeled for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he like lived with. Uh huh. And James had his own thing. James and Logan, uh-huh. which is never fully explored, uh-huh. like really like prodded the surface and then ran away from that. Mm-hmm. And then the Adam thing, which has not been anything addressed on the show, but I feel like people on like message boards and just like other things. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, it's a very interesting. I like this theory though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, we were talking about Lala uh, uh, coming out as an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. To Sheena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Go you gotta Lala. say it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sheena's a good person to just like tell things to. Uh-huh. <laughs> She'll like look at you and nod, but like it's all like she's good at pretending to be engaged yeah. <laughs> and pretending to care. <laughs> yeah, I'm so intrigued by like who is sober how Lala sobriety really fits into another season of Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I would love if it actually tracks her doing that. Cause so far I don't feel like I'm seeing James's recovery process at all. Yeah. And I don't know if he is like having any sort of recovery yeah, process. Not. He might just be not having a drink. Yeah. Basically. I wonder if that would be a way for them to find any sort of like common ground again mm-hmm. is being like going through whatever process they need to go through and like being able to make amends with each other. Mm-hmm. Cause I would like to see them be friends again. Yeah, me too. I miss their friendship. Yeah. Well, with both of them sober, maybe it'll happen. Yeah. That's kind of, uh, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Also like there's a meeting right across the street. I'm shocked that, uh, it hasn't happened sooner. Oh my god! Yeah, right across like the, the street from Sir. It's like that nexus is like the, of alcoholism and recovery all in the same spot. That is <laughs> a, like poetic. It is. That's a universe just like mm-hmm. blessing the world mm-hmm. with that <laughs> juxtaposition. Yeah, across the street and next door, actually. Holy shit! Center. It's kind of wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> Katie's outfit to take Schwartz to the bank uh-huh. has left a lasting impression on my brain that I'll never forget. <laughs> neither. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. <laughs> the stiff beret. It was fucking nuts. The like Missoni knockoff sweater, uh-huh. a James May tour shirt, <laughs> and then a camera angle that was incredibly was just, unforgiving. Seriously. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like on the stick shift or whatever. Yeah, like has no one ever taken a car selfie? Like you need to get your best angles in the car. <laughs> At first, I couldn't tell if that hat had a brim, and then I saw, and then she turned her head around more, and I was like, "Oh my god, no! It's just a beret." It was a full beret. (laughs) She she cosplayed like a Bonnie and Clyde moment when she pulled her purse out, and she's like, "You can just use my bag." And she pulled her purse out. I audibly gasped to myself at how hideous that purse was. was. Awful. It was awful, and the thought that she walked out of any sort of establishment. And that was her accessory with that outfit. Yeah. I was like, I had a seizure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it was shaped like a horse's feed bag. Yeah. But with like a weird floral print on it. Like a paisley metallic <laughs> leather backpack. With a cinch With a drawstring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you cannot be serious. <laughs> no, she pushed me over the edge. <laughs> Does she not? I'm like, does she, she just doesn't know, I guess. No, she has no idea. She thinks that she is being really chic. Mm-hmm. And with all, I mean, there's been, there was a guest on this that was like, name, like, that was just like, Katie doesn't deserve to be on this show anymore. Like, name one iconic thing that she's ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's truly like, there's been nothing iconic. Like, but her only iconic things are really like her fashion and style missteps. Yeah. Like the orange hair is iconic. It is. And this car outfit and backpack were also iconic. They were. It's enough to keep me like hanging on to her. Yeah. And the (laughs) out, the plane outfit trade me. Uh That was a really iconic Katie look. So I guess I'm now in it. And for that element of Katie, like just not being able to nail the outfit (laughs) and showing up with some sort of hideous accessory. Yeah. I mean, cause putting on a hat like that is such a choice. She has, she really can't have a clue what's going on. A backpack like that is uh-huh. also it's, a huge choice. It's a major choice. <laughs> That's like you saw it, you were attracted to it, you walked up to it, picked it up, felt it, examined the price tag, <laughs> and decided to buy it. Uh huh. It's a series of decisions <laughs> that means something. <laughs> I feel like her style is like a rummage sale after Coachella. Yeah, it's the bargain basement, like Melrose, Ave- Melrose, like Avenue East <laughs> of like, because I've had to now living close by there deal with everyone's like Coachella signs uh-huh. of like time to get your sh- Coachella shopping done, like pay rent or shop for Coachella. Uh-huh. And it's all just like a fringe nightmare beret fiesta mm-hmm. of leather backpacks. And that is where Katie goes to style herself it is shocking i mean i always feel like like sandoval if i think of somebody fashion wise i mean well lisa looked like carmen san diego in the last episode she's like a pimp (laughs) she was crazy (laughs) and then sandoval like is is like edging on steampunk at all times Mm -hmm. but they're they're both at least like put together and consistent yeah in what they are gonna like you know you're gonna get a look and it may not be your taste Mm -hmm. but it works for them Mm -hmm. and their personality Mm -hmm. katie's style is chaotic evil it is maybe it's uh, you know like style does reflect the personality and that's what's going on on the inside yeah Uh 
because I think Ariana's style has gotten really good. Like mm-hmm. I was into that white top that she was wearing with the cutoffs. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the, it was like, a voluminous, yeah. like avant-garde uh-huh. top. That was nice. It was nice. And Kristen's <laughs> style is now just like it is just like Vanessa Hudgens at Coachella, uh-huh. which I can appreciate <laughs> for Dodie. Dodie's the only person who in reality looks like one of those fashion sketches. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like her body is kind of that. And so just like I, flingy. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. In those poses. I'm fine with her wearing anything. I'll be happy. And, and she's like trying always to dress like Kate Hudson and almost famous, <laughs> but it just doesn't really like hit the mark. But I appreciate it. Like I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Schwartz is just like, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm so done with him. Like I can barely even talk about his like stupid briefcase mm-hmm. fucking shenanigan bullshit storyline mm-hmm. like i'm sick of him i'm sick of him fire him i agree i'm over it there was a moment where because i find his voice kind of sexy mm-hmm. there was a while where i was letting that keep me and and now i'm like i just can't anymore Mm-mm. <laughs> done he's like a middle schooler in an adult's body yeah getting like winning and having so much success for really truly doing nothing seriously and it's like it's aggravating and a it's a brutal reminder of the kind of culture we live in yeah and it has infuriated me yeah he's like uh, i mean he's even with the cash thing like he's it bothered me so much he's like a mickey mouse band-aid yeah he tries to be a cutesy pie Mm-hmm. But he's actually so infuriating. It's a, it's it's disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the part that I did love about the cash suitcase were Lisa and Ken's reactions. Yeah. Ken cackled. He did. He was filming it. He filmed the entire thing. Uh-huh. Cackled. Lisa like also I think loved the gesture. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking back to like their long lives that I I feel like they've committed some like serious crimes mm-hmm. in their time <laughs> and this reminded them of like a caper that the they old had the old days <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like i haven't seen a suit full of cash since i like sold ak-47s uh-huh. to, like, <laughs> an evil dictator <laughs> i left her commenting on the small bills yeah which i clocked actually as soon yeah, as he like, opened it five dollar bills <laughs> yeah. what the fuck because <laughs> 50 large would just be like a stack like a six inch stack yeah it would you could hand it in an envelope you could like i watch sopranos i know what that shit looks like i watch below deck yeah <laughs> and this was like an abomination it was also like fuck you tom schwartz like no one's gonna rob you you literally have a camera crew filming you yeah. as you do all this yeah stop mm-hmm. who is charmed by this anymore i i'm not I draw. I have to fucking draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you're with me. I am. He's like. I mean, he's like that. All those. I don't know. He's like a hand buzzer. When you shake your hand, it's got a buzzer in it. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of a. He's a, a bad surprise. Uh huh. Yeah. Bad surprise. <laughs> <laughs> a little squirting flower on your lapel. Mm-hmm. That's his whole personality. To Invisible me. ink. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I call that on Babe Podcast. I call his like brand of laws a vape law because uh-huh. it's like 
<laughs> YouTubers, like they're like people that are really into like vaping hardcore. Uh-huh. Like they think that they're being so fucking funny, uh-huh. but they're it's like a true lol desert, uh-huh. and it just becomes like a vape lol. It is, and he is like the king of vape lols. He's blowing chunky clouds. Yeah, just like <laughs> fat fucking clouds of nulls all over your breathing space. You have to like walk through and like smell like a sick vanilla, like cherry vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> ken like ken's laughter brought me back to life mm-hmm. like just the fact that like him dropping that like ken was transported to another place in time he was so happy he was in the south of france in the 70s mm-hmm. <laughs> watching like a drug deal go bad <laughs> he got off yeah he did he and lisa like fully like cosplayed and then like fucked like crazy that night with all that money (laughs) (laughs) they poured it out on the bed and then just like made love i love that picture yeah oh my god and then like they reminisce like went down memory lane and like uncut like talked about an instance from the past that they like agreed that they would never speak of again Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then now they like had a healing moment where they could talk about like the bloodbath Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like really feel like they made peace with it Mm -hmm. yeah ken sprung to life yeah sometimes he's sort of like just there and i don't know i was actually just watching an episode of real housewives not to like cross talk oh i'm all here (laughs) for the cross talk (laughs) (laughs) when they were watching uh the guy play the piano at his house what's his name david foster david foster and ken was just like not having it Mm -hmm. i love him doing that i love how much he doesn't care in most situations so it was really exciting to see him like light up like this yeah when (laughs) something makes ken do anything it's an it's exciting he's seen it all he's really seen it all and he has no time for just like anything boring Mm -hmm. so and he has no energy really left so he really has to siphon it off and Mm -hmm. like only give in to what truly gives him joy or anger mm-hmm. or like ignites his inner passions, mm-hmm. which is like if you fuck with Lisa or you bring him a suitcase full of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Lisa got off on talking about the check bouncing, by the way. Oh, yeah. She loved doing that. She loved that. And I think yeah. that that is a fake storyline. It probably is. Like, I just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it did happen, but it's like, I don't believe that there were any stakes involved in yeah. it. But yeah, Lisa. I like seeing her put everyone in their place uh-huh. and reestablishing herself as like the dominant matriarch mm-hmm. of the crew. <laughs> she also needed to like wrangle back some sort of like power. She did. After being like brutalized on Housewives of Beverly Hills, yeah. which I think is only going to get worse for her. It probably will. Like, I feel like the receipts will come out and she's going to end up looking really bad, mm-hmm. which I'm, I love a takedown. I'm, I'm fine with it. You could talk about Lucy Juicy Apple Goosey for the rest of my fucking life, and I would eat every single second of that drama up. (laughs) I feel like there are two kinds of people in this world, those who really care about that Mm storyline and those who are really upset by it. Mm -hmm. Where do you fall? I fall. I care. (laughs) I care so much. I'm like more passionate about that storyline than I am about like my relationship with some of my family members. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like it gives me everything I need. 
I might not go that far, but I'm yeah. but I'm almost there. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Katie and Stasi go to the Oracle's house. Andrea Yates Garcia. Mm-hmm. Who everyone needs to go to AndreaYatesGarcia.com mm-hmm. and see the gif of her that is the only thing on her website. That witchy gif. The witchy gif and like an abil- like a way to contact her, but there's nothing else. I I'm I'm obsessed with her. She I need to visit her. I'm ready for her to do like a full procedure on me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sold. She like th- that is basically the life I lived between 2005 and 2008 while I was taking ayahuasca. You were just I like experienced that nonstop and I was whisked right back. Oh my god. And like I, that was an essential part mm-hmm. of your community. Uh-huh. And I had felt a lot of connection with her. Mm-hmm. She had those winged penises on her altar. Yeah. I have some penis sculptures myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, she's a kindred spirit. She is. <laughs> you guys are like connected from like past lives. I loved how she enunciated too. I wonder if she would, I, like, I was like, did she take her name Oracle from the Matrix? Because uh, she spoke kind of like her too. She did. Remember how the Oracle in the Matrix goes right as rain or like <laughs> with the T's? It's a very, like if you're an Oracle, you really need to make things crystal clear. You do. You have to enunciate. It's ASMR. Mm-hmm. She's an ASMR queen. Yeah. Like, if the magic's not working, I'm going to leave relaxed anyway. Mm-hmm. And just, like, good auditory, like, bells. Mm-hmm. And I love... I loved that Stassi brought a bottle of Prosecco to this <laughs> as though, like, they were going to have a drink of some sort. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if, like, the Oracle told her, like, bring something that represents, like, this negativity for you. Uh-huh. But then I was like, I don't think Stassi thinks that like Prosecco represents like negativity. No, I don't think so either. I think she was like, let's bring it. Like I always drink in every scene of Vanderpump Rules. So like, why not here? She wanted to have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Oracle did not incorporate the Prosecco no. into the exorcism <laughs> journey. <laughs> Which is probably good. Yeah. I mean, the Oracle, if I had to make a choice between going to the the wall unit air conditioner um, therapist and the Oracle, I will a hundred percent go to oracle one uh, a thousand percent <laughs> there's nothing that would make me feel good about that therapist's no. office no but i'm i need that experience of the oracle yeah i like i'm like actively looking into it mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a lot of things of my own that i need to block mm-hmm. i feel like you said it where the show is a mirror like holds of a mirror to yourself and your yeah. own relationships and like personality traits and mm-hmm. i felt that a lot just within like certain moments mm-hmm. i kind of want to go and bring a guest with me and do a test and see if she was blocking katie specifically out of the house or if she does it to everybody that's a good <laughs> that would be that's a really good experiment test. yeah <laughs> When Stassi walked in and she was like, I probably have a lot of bad energy. And the Oracle goes, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Katie, I'm going to need you to just stand outside. Maybe maybe Katie walked up with the beret on and she was like, you can't come in here with that on. No, the Oracle was like, and blew (laughs) blew it over (laughs) 
feel like she did put like a protective ball around herself and Stassi and in the home and then allowed Katie to just like sit there because <laughs> she didn't even like address her. I don't think she ever even made eye contact with her and like she fully just like surgically removed her energetically like from the space. <laughs> she like whispered to the sage like protect us from tequila Katie and then just like there was a shield <laughs> oh my god <laughs> her blowing that okay. <laughs> She needs to like do some sort of spell where like anytime Katie puts on a bad outfit, there's just inexplicably like a whoosh of air that blows whatever it is off of her body. (laughs) I also wonder how much she charges for a session. Oh, it's worth it, whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. I feel like she probably is on a sliding scale based Mm -hmm. on like how much you really need. Yeah. And like what your background is. Yeah. I would expect to pay, I don't know, $100 to get her hair. Yeah, I would at least, I feel like it's anywhere between 100 and like 350 Wow. I mean, it's still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you can get like, you can get pretty pricey when it comes to any sort of like shamanic, mm-hmm. like surgery type of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. It seemed to be working too. Yeah. Stassi was crying crying she says in her book it was like the most intense thing she's ever filmed it's kind of amazing yeah katie actually did have a reaction it she reacted to something in when they were in the circle that the shaman did when she went and like pushed something out i think katie felt it yeah she opened her eyes yeah which is amazing Mm -hmm. it made me believe I fully believe Uh Andrea Yates Garcia, a queen (laughs) (laughs) when she's like, what brings you in today? And then Stassi pauses. I was like halfway expecting her to be like, I'm an alcoholic. Uh (laughs) 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 Um, And also Stassi's demon is just like a hot, dark cloud. Mm -hmm. And I got chills when the Oracle chanted. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible journey to go on. It was awesome. Yeah. I was so, I was, this episode really did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I could rewatch it again after talking about this. At least the Oracle scene I want to see again. Yeah. It was filled, like watching it the second time, I was like really, I was fully experiencing joy, which is like a feeling and emotion that's been missing Mm -hmm. (laughs) for months now when it comes to this show that makes me so happy yeah i'm like just back in like a safe place it feels like the tides are turning Uh like we're out of mercury retrograde that's what it is yeah and like back on track the universe is like shifting back into place Man, thank you so much for being my guest today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, tell tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Simon J. Haas. Love. Um, for those of you who are patrons, we're going to jump into the bonus episode and talk all about Next Level Basic. I'm so excited. <laughs> so if you want to hear that bonus app, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. And uh, until next time, bye-bye. Bye. I know I'm feeling, cause I know, I know I'm feeling, cause
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 